1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast Soul on Fire. I am so excited about today's episode. Perhaps much more excited than usual even, which as you guys know from listening is always a lot because today's guest is the love of my life, Jonathan Albrecht. You might remember him from episode 11 back when we were just friends and we were not dating yet. That episode was all about Jonathan's role at Orange Theory Fitness, how he balances his life working so hard and also having so many amazing relationships, training for Ironmans and marathons and pacing people like me for marathons and so much more. So back when we were friends and still to this day, Jonathan is one of the most inspiring people that I know. I think every single person who knows him would completely agree with me. In fact, I know that they would because he has this special quality about him where he can lift anyone up and make them believe that they can do absolutely anything. So I'm glad that he's here today to share himself and his tips and tricks and details of our relationship and his life and everything else with you guys. So this episode will be a lot of fun. I also wanted to take a second before we dive in to thank our sponsor that I am hugely, hugely excited about, for Sigmatic. So while you may have heard me talk about Four Sigmatic on my Instagram before, this is their first time on the podcast and they are here to stay for a little while. I'm so excited about it. They're truly one of my favorite and what I believe one of the most game-changing companies in wellness right now. And I know that Jonathan will agree and I know that we'll also talk about that in the episode because we genuinely drink Four Sigmatic products every day. So... You've probably heard me talk about mushroom coffee on social media and Four Sigmatic is one of the pioneers of mushroom coffee. I was introduced to Four Sigmatic by my dear friend, Mary Beth LaRue, who's also on this podcast. You can find her on an earlier episode. She literally whipped it out of her purse at Erwan and gave me some mushroom coffee to try to take home because I was telling her I love coffee so much but my body is really sensitive to caffeine. I get really jittery. I don't think that I should be drinking as much coffee as I actually drink, but what do I do? And she was like, oh girl, you're going to love Four Stigmatic. It's so amazing. The people behind the company are fantastic and it actually tastes really good. This is what she said to me. So she handed it over this was hilarious, inside of Erewhon, this little mushroom coffee deal. She handed it over and I went home and tried it. Later that day, I tried the mushroom coffee powder. I mixed it into hot water and it was delicious. The love affair began. I also like to add stevia into it with hot water and mushroom coffee. And it has this really yummy gritty taste to it where it you can taste the powder, but in a really good way. So I think it's really flavorful. I love the texture. And they use a bunch of amazing adaptogens in their products. You guys know how I feel about adaptogens. They use functional mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane, as well as other superfoods and adaptogens like rhodiola, other ones that I've barely ever heard of before, but you can read them on their website. And if I haven't heard of it, then you know that they are pioneering this whole movement because you know how into superfoods and adaptogens I am. So... Four Sigmatic has been kind enough to offer a discount code for you amazing listeners, which is Forsigmatic.com slash blonde, B-L-O-N-D-E. And that will give you 10% off of your order. So when you guys go to foursigmatic.com blonde, you can shop the products. And let me just tell you some of my favorite products so that you know when you get there. They have a brand new mushroom matcha with lion's mane in the cutest green packaging. You will die. It's absolutely amazing. They have their regular mushroom coffee and that's my favorite. I like to keep it simple. I put the mushroom coffee in hot water. I drink it in the morning. morning. but I can also drink it in the afternoon because it doesn't have as much caffeine as a regular cup of coffee, which I really like because I just like the taste. So I also like to sip on it for a pick-me-up in the afternoon. They also have a sleep stick pack and a brain stick pack that use all sorts of adaptogens that are so good for you and will trigger your body to do what you want to do, whether that's brain power or sleeping better and They also have a chaga mushroom elixir, lion's mane. And when Jonathan gets on here in a second, we'll even talk about his favorites because he's obsessed with all of them. He steals them from my kitchen. And well, I give them to him too because he loves them. And I love him like that. So thank you so much to Four Sigmatic for sponsoring this episode. I'm so excited to have you guys on board and part of the Balanced Blonde Listening Tribe. I'm also having the founder of Four Sigmatic on in January and I can't wait to talk to him. So if you guys have questions for him, let me know. But head over to Four Sigmatic, that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash B-L-O-N-D-E blonde. These products have greatly improved my life and I'm excited for you to experience the magic. So be sure to use that discount code. And now I am so excited about today's episode. So let's dive into it. All right, guys, I'm sitting here with the love of my life, Jonathan Albrecht. You guys might recognize him from episode seven or eight. I think we're not really sure which first episode he appeared on. But we do know that it was the day before we started dating. And it's always fun to listen back to, at least for me. I listen to it a lot and it always makes me smile. So I've been wanting to have Jonathan back on the podcast for a while. And he has, he has, for good reason, wanted to wait because of so many different reasons. But my birthday was very recently and we decided that as part of my birthday present, he would come back on and we would have a conversation and see what happens. so he's here and I'll let him say hello. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> he's the cutest in the whole world.
0: Thank you for having me, Jordan. It has been uh, quite some time since I have been on the podcast. Uh, I think uh, last time we were uh, sitting hmm, <laughs> about two and a half feet away from each other, <laughs> uh, facing one another like we, there was a table between us. And now I'm sitting maybe a half an inch from you and uh, I got you around my arm. So things have definitely changed in the last year
1: things certainly have changed for the better. And I think it would be a lot of fun to tell our listeners what exactly has changed, what was that whole story like, and how did we go from being friends for so long to transitioning into this state of being together because it's a pretty fun story. And I think it's something we both get asked about a lot. So do you want to tell?
0: I would love to tell the story. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to rewind to a week, maybe, I don't know. It was a couple days before we recorded the podcast and I was at dinner with uh, my two best friends and my cousin. My cousin was in town from London and we were all at dinner at Pachi, my favorite restaurant. And we were drinking way too much wine. And somehow I brought up that I was going to be on your podcast and, you know, Later in the conversation, we all started to play a fun game of ask the person to your left a question and you had to answer it. So just a fun drinking game. Pretty simple. Like, I don't even remember what questions one would ask in that game because, well, we were a little drunk. But it was JD uh, who said to me, if you could ask anybody out right now, who would it be? And the first person that came to mind was Jordan. And then we started to get into the conversation about, well, you know, she's a friend. And then it would be weird because if she didn't want to go out, then like it would ruin the friendship. So I don't know if I'm going to do it. And that's kind of what I've always thought because we're such good friends. I didn't want to ruin the friendship. And then they called me a bunch of names. And I said, you know, what? all right, fine. I'll, I'll ask her out. I think it was the next day, or I mean, we talk pretty regularly, but maybe the next day or the day after that, you invited me to your New Year's Eve yoga party.
1: Yeah, yoga class and intention-setting
0: party. Intention-setting yoga class. And I don't like drinking. I hate New Year's for that reason, because... Everyone wants to do something. It's always overhyped. And, you know, if you go out drinking, it's, you know, the next day you feel like shit. And it's the first of the new year. I never enjoyed it. So I've always been like a stay-at-home on New Year's Eve guy. And this sounded just perfect. And was someone I was like into, and I was like, all right, I think someone's giving me a sign here. All right, I'm going to go. And, you know, what, I'm going to ask her out. I'm going to ask her out after, uh, after class. So... I remember walking you to your car. She asked me, Hey, so in the intention setting exercise, what color did you choose? (laughs) Because she had asked everybody, what color do you want to manifest for the new year? And the color that came to mind for me was yellow. Uh, The color that came to mind for her was yellow. And neither one of us had talked about it. And when she asked me what, color I thought about. And I said, yellow. she was like, oh my God, me too. And I think that was another sign just like, you know, punching me in the face. So I remember walking and saying something so corny and and embarrassing.
1: Do you remember what you said?
0: Sort of. I feel like I've said what I think I've said so many times that now that's what I've actually said.
1: I think I know what you said.
0: But I said, uh, you know, you and I get along so great. I like hanging out with you. I'm thinking we should do it more regularly.
1: Yeah, that's what you said. We should spend more time together.
0: And Jordan said, yeah, I'd love that. And then gave her a nice kiss. Good night. We didn't make out, no tongue. Just a really nice kiss. And uh, made plans to hang out. The next day, and that was our first date. And that was uh, January 1st.
1: Yes, that's exactly how it went. And the story makes me so happy to hear every time because it brings me back to that moment of thinking, oh my gosh, is this actually happening? This is one of my best friends, someone who I have definitely had feelings for for a long time, but never really. Thought anything would come to fruition about it. As Jonathan said, we were such close friends that we never really wanted to mess with it. And I think it's really scary to step forward and tell someone who you're so close with, even when all the signs are there, hey, I'm interested in you. Let's do something different in this friendship and turn it into a relationship. I think that takes so much courage. And the signs were there. So I'm going to tell you something. I don't know if I've ever told you this before. You're going to oh, hear this man. maybe for the first time. It's the 4th of July, 2016. We were at that house in Malibu. And everybody was drinking heavily. E- the EFC party. Yes, the EFC party. So everybody was drinking and having a good time. We're at this beautiful house. It's the 4th of July. And Whitney English a friend of ours, a mutual friend of Jonathan and I, she pulled me aside. She had seen you and I, Jonathan, interacting and talking and basically just picked up on something between us. And she said, "'Excuse me, why are you not dating Jonathan?' And my response to her was, well, we're friends. We're friends. Like, I can't mess with that. I don't really think that anything could happen there. That's what I had said in the beginning. Like, oh, we're just friends.
0: Thanks, Whitney.
1: <laughs> so I said to Whitney, you know what? Actually, I think we we will be together at some point. The time's just not right.
0: Never heard this before. I
1: know. So I'm just I'm just not going to push it. I just don't feel like the time is right. I feel like I could tell him. That I could see us together, but I don't think Jonathan is in a place for a relationship. And at the moment, neither am I. So this was 4th of July. Super recently, Whitney had said, do you remember telling me on the 4th of July that you and Jonathan would be together in the future? And it brought those memories flooding back to me. And I did. And that was just one circumstance of knowing in my heart that we would have great relationship if we were ever going to be together. But I also just didn't really think it was going to happen. But then also leading up to New Year's, I was getting really clear on what I wanted. I was doing tons of intention setting for myself. I went home to Sacramento for a couple weeks and would just write lists and lists and lists of what do I want for 2017? What am I looking for? I definitely want to fall in love, but I'm not going to be obsessing over it because that's not how you call things into your life. But I know what I'm looking for in a person. I would love for it to be a friend. Miranda at the Animal Communicator had just told me that it could potentially be a friend. And so I was thinking, okay, well, I have a couple of like really good friends that are guys. I could see it. Shout being out, Miranda, Jonathan, <laughs> and um, I went. Yeah, so I was in Sacramento, um, and I remember being in my kitchen, and this was like Christmas, Hanukkah time, and my mom, of course, your biggest fan back then and now, came into the kitchen in Sacramento and said, "Oh my God, did you see that picture Jonathan posted of him and his mom? They're so cute." And I hadn't seen it. So I went and looked at it. I commented on it like a heart. And And then my
0: brother commented on it. (laughs) I'm sure.
1: Oh, yeah. Your brother for sure commented on it. He's he's Adam, you're the best Facebook commenter and liker that there is. And I remember actually getting this huge ping in my heart that was a feeling of love for you where I'm pretty used to feeling like that way for people in my life because being such an emotional person, being so in tune with the people that I've surrounded myself with. I will routinely feel these overwhelming amounts of love for people while seeing a picture of them or sometimes even out of nowhere. But with this particular picture of you, it was different. And I felt this overwhelming sense of love for you. And just thinking like, oh, my God, what is this feeling that's popping into my head about Jonathan right now? Because him and his mom look so cute together and I love him. And I really felt like after that, maybe something was potentially going to happen. And I even told Alexi, one of our best friends, I feel like something's happening. I feel like Jonathan's going to ask me out. And she said, no, I don't think so. He's just so friendly. You know, that's probably not it. But I knew it was more.
0: Well, sorry, Alexi, (laughs) you're wrong.
1: (laughs) But she was right. You're
0: right most of the time.
1: In the long term because she always saw this. Yeah. Yeah. So we started dating January 1st. And I think it's so special to date somebody who you were friends with first.
0: For sure. Feels like we've been together a lot longer.
1: It does. We were at dinner with Jonathan's parents last night saying we're coming up on this one-year anniversary. Doesn't it feel like we've been together for so much longer? And they were both like, yeah, it really does. Yeah, it does. hmm And on the note of Jonathan's brother um, commenting on everything.
0: Oh, yeah. This is funny. <laughs> so my brother has been like trying to set me up with every single, single female that he meets ever, ever, ever. Like any, for years. And it obviously gets to a point where you're like, bro, like, I know what I want. Just let me find it. Like, I don't need you trying to help me. I appreciate it. But, you know, I'm not just looking to date like a random girl. I'm trying to find like the right girl. And everyone you send me is like, no. <laughs> so um, every single time Jordan would tag me in a photo, And it would pop up in his newsfeed because she would tag me. He would comment like, beautiful couple, exclamation point. (laughs) When we were friends like a year and a half ago. And I'm commenting back or I'm messaging. I'm deleting it. Like (laughs) saying like, bro, you can't say that on things. And he's like, but you guys are. I'm like, dude, we're not dating. She's a friend. (laughs) And then my mom would even say stuff like, is Jordan the girl that you would always say you have this friend? Friend that you kind of like, but you're not asking out. And, you know, it's like, Mom, shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that. So,
0: you know, full circle, I think. The signs are there. And, you know, in your heart, deep down, I think you know the answer. And, you know, sometimes it just takes a while to to find it on your own. But when you do find it, you look back at all the signs and you think like, wow, I was just either ignoring them, which is half of it. But I think the other half is just timing. And the timing just felt right. So it's the best decision I ever made. It's going to that yoga class. And uh, this is the happiest I've ever been. So thanks, bye-bye.
1: It's the happiest I've ever been. And I know a lot of people listening are probably thinking, okay, okay, you guys found your soulmate. That's awesome. You started dating your friend. Maybe you could have started dating sooner, maybe not. And the truth is, I think the time that we spent alone before we were together was just as impactful as the time that we have now spent together because we both really needed that to get to this point. So Jonathan, I have a question for you about that period of time in your life. We always look back on that time and joke, or at least I joke, those were your years of dating Orange Theory. And those were your years of doing your own thing and figuring yourself out. And of course, dating, but not dating as seriously as we have found ourselves to be dating now. So what was that time of life like for you? And how do you feel like it impacted the way that you're able to be in a relationship now and how important do you think it is for other people to have that time to figure out what they're looking for and what they need
0: yeah i mean good question i think you know going back to timing and going back to knowing what you want i've always known exactly what i wanted and i also know what i want to be able to provide for someone that i'm dating and I also know how much time goes into it. You know, being with you, being in a relationship in general is a time commitment. And as you know, time for me is difficult. I work very, very long hours. In addition to it, I am always training for some ridiculous race that has me on my bike or running for countless hours.
1: Can I say what you're training for? Sure. Jonathan's training for an Ironman. And it's in a couple weeks. I think when this podcast comes out, it'll be an officially 19 days from when this podcast comes out. So send him some good vibes on November 16th. We'll be in Arizona. And I'm so proud of him.
0: Thanks, baby. The race is the 19th. It's my first full Ironman. I've done four halves. And I've also done a, a, a couple... Uh, ultras. But this is my first full Ironman race. And, you know, between the training for that, there's some funny YouTube videos of, it's like a cartoon character. And it's like, he's explaining what his training regimen is to a coworker who just doesn't get it. And they think he's insane. Um, I don't know the name of it, but I've listened to Jordan's podcast enough. We'll throw it in the show notes.
1: Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. We'll find it.
0: But between the training for that and, you know, my job, I'm working easily sixty something hours a week. It's difficult to find the time to take a girl out on a date to, you know, to even if you get past that and now you're dating to give them the amount of time that they deserve. So, you know, the years leading up to it, it just I knew that wasn't available to me for where I was at in my life and I could have had the perfect girl right in front of my Face, aka, I did, and you just don't have your lenses on that see her in that way until you open your eyes to it. And you know, when we started dating, we were it was the first time in three years that we I was in a period of us not opening a studio, and things were really just settling in. I had just gotten back from Bali, and I was in a good place mentally and I realized that what I wanted for 2017 was to take someone to my parents' house for Thanksgiving and, you know, go on trips with. And I now have that with the most amazing person. So to all of Jordan's listeners, I would say… I hope this conversation doesn't have you now looking at all your friends like, oh, is this that person? Is this going to be that Jonathan?
1: Is this going to be that Jonathan?
0: I just think that if you live your life and you're focused and do what makes you happy and, you know, allow timing to do what it does and all of a sudden one day you'll realize that there was a master plan behind it all that, as Jordan would say, has, you know, the universe universe has, has your back, so.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. To that point, I would also say, I think it has less to do with us being friends beforehand. I think that that is an added bonus. And that was amazing. And just more to do with the way that people come into your life. The way that Jonathan and I met is so serendipitous in a lot of ways. And even... If you guys listened to my episode with Marianne DeMarco, the medium, she would say that my maternal grandmother orchestrated the serendipity of Jonathan and I meeting... What was her name? My grandma. Yeah. Esther.
0: Thanks, Esther.
1: Yes. Thanks, Esther. Sending you so much love. And the way that we met was that Jonathan came to my app launch party on behalf of Orange Theory. I invited Orange Theory, Jonathan... Emailed me back and said that he would be coming, and he came. He didn't know who I was or what I looked like or anything about me at all, but he actually met my family first. I had everybody important to me in my life at this app launch party, including Rachel Mansfield. That's the night I met her, a lot of things that are big cornerstones of my life now, happened that night and I met a lot of amazing people. But Jonathan first met my sister and she introduced him to me, which was a really cool way to meet. And then we started working out together. He invited me to Orange Theory quite a bit and the rest was history. We started training together. He trained me for a marathon and our friendship really grew organically based on us having so many of the same interests and That was back when we were friends. So it was really special. And so something that I wanted to ask you that people ask me all the time is that clearly I am on this spiritual path. I've taken a turn into a lot of things that people would call woo-woo or very out there from Reiki to Kundalini to Pleiadians to shamanism. And that's not necessarily your biggest cup of tea. Although I think that... You have your own spiritual practices that help you understand what I do and why it's important to me. So what do you think of my spirituality? And yeah, what are your thoughts on the subject?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would be lying to you guys if I said that I believe everything that she's studying and is passionate about. But at the same time, I think one of the first things I told you when we were early into our dating was... One of my favorite things about you is how spiritual you are. It's evolved over the last six months. I would say my philosophy towards spirituality and how you approach spirituality, it comes from a positive place. And the energy that you put into it, the time you put into it, it helps people. And while I may not necessarily agree that Miranda can speak to animals because to me, as much as I want to try and believe that that is real, to me, it just maybe is a little hard to grasp. But what I love and admire about Miranda is that she is bringing awareness to Jordan and others to have more empathy towards the relationship that they have with their animals. And that in turn creates a positive that uh, allows Jordan to have a better relationship with her cat. And, you know, that is a positive. So Jordan's spiritual path, I may not know exactly what the Pleiadians are, other than they're a blue, not alien-like movie figure, but more of an energy blue that floats in the universe and comes from the star planet of the Palladian galaxy or something. That's that's like that.
1: very Pretty accurate. Pretty close. Yeah, um, you've picked some things up. Yeah.
0: Her sharing that with her audience, and you know, teaching people about it, and them getting more in tune with a spiritual side that you know i would say a spiritual awakening to this to this particular form of spirituality you know for me i may not necessarily agree with it or understand it that much but i have a heightened awareness whether i like it or not with my spirituality so you know we have we're both pretty spiritual just in different ways and how i feel about your spirituality i think it's awesome and i love it And it's one of the first things that, you know, made me just fall in love with you. So So that's how I feel about it, (laughs) peeps.
1: That—yeah, that's the best that I could possibly ask for. And people ask me sometimes what it's it's like to date someone or even my family, etc., who are not as much— On the into the same type of spiritual things that I am, and I think it's awesome to have people grounding you to earth, especially when you're into the galaxies and meditating and going to these different places in your dreams. It's really nice to have this very grounding force who keeps me feeling nice and balanced, and he supports what I do. He doesn't belittle it just because he doesn't believe in it. He's open.
0: I do poke fun though.
1: (laughs) He definitely makes fun of me. Yes. And I'm open to that. I understand that it's different. And up until this year, I wasn't really a believer in most of this stuff either. So I totally get it. As for the spiritual things that we do together, I think it's really nice to find a common ground. And as Jonathan said, he's very spiritual and very tapped in, in a lot of different ways too. He takes the most spiritual traditional yoga classes where they just speak sanskrit and the poses are traditional and classical and in a lot of ways he's more traditional than i am when it comes to yoga which is a spiritual element so together we like to meditate we go to tantras we take yoga classes at tantras we do the meditations afterward
0: for those who live in LA and have not been to... I actually don't want to say that. All of a sudden, we're going to see just this huge influx of people going to Tantris. Don't go to Tantris. (laughs) Don't do it. It's a terrible, terrible studio. And that's that's all I have to say about Tantris.
1: In reality, it's Jonathan's favorite place on earth. And we love it. And it's Russell Simmons Yoga Studio here in LA. And it's beautiful. They just weave in a lot of Sanskrit tradition and Buddhism. And um, even Jonathan has learned some chants. I love it. Should we do the loka chant? We're not um, going to sing it.
0: Loka, Samastas, no
1: Bhavantu. Which means may all beings everywhere be happy and free. And may our actions contribute to the happiness and freedom of others.
0: Yeah, try and, uh, try and hate on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. So we definitely have our spiritual practices that we do together. And Jonathan's pretty open. I don't probably more open than he even thinks he is.
0: She always says that. And it's like she's scheming <laughs> something.
1: Or Maybe she I knows am.
0: something that I don't know.
1: I know something that you don't know. Apparently. hmm You'll learn. You're just open. It's a good thing. And also, um, we're both highly sensitive people. And a question that we got from one of you guys when I said that Jonathan was coming on the podcast was how to deal with being in a relationship when you're a highly sensitive person. What if the other person doesn't understand that you need your time and you need that you have emotional, highly sensitive person qualities? So, what would you say about that?
0: Well, I am an HSP. I've never used that term before. Uh, but There's it's a, a Jordan. first is, it, for everything. is that a Jordan term or is that a no, legit No, Highly
1: Sensitive Person is a book. Oh. And it ascribes to all of the highly sensitive people who she acronyms HSP. Cool. Which is actually like in your DNA. If you're a highly sensitive person, it's not just your emotions. It's your body and your mind and your spirit and your senses sensitive to smell and touch and i would certainly say that you're sensitive to all okay, of those things i am sensitive <laughs> i get it
0: dating in hsp well i don't know i have this i have this ideology that every single person on the planet is an hsp in a different way you know human beings just the fact that what makes us human is the fact that we can feel people may feel extremes towards hatred and bigotry um and they're sensitive towards those views and then there are people like you or me that are sensitive more towards I'd say the other side of the of the spectrum but you know we there are people who are very I mean passion passion and sensitivity to me kind of like go hand in hand so I would say if you're an HSP and you're dating someone who you are labeling or you feel is not, um, I think they are just maybe not the way you are. And, you know, there are things that they may be sensitive towards. And I think if you can support and nurture those qualities of that person, they'll be more receptive to nurturing and supporting your HSP qualities.
1: I agree. I think we both have our unique to us HSP qualities. For me, I would say uh, emotional in a lot of situations, sensitive, obviously stomach and body and touch and senses, everything. I, as Jonathan knows, I can't go with the flow and just wake up at somebody else's time and go to bed at somebody else's time and travel at the times that I don't want to get on a plane and things like that.
0: Are you bringing that up because of Cabo?
1: No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general, like when I book travel, I would book a different time than you, but
0: you also compromise.
1: (laughs) You just compromise.
0: I booked uh, a flight for both of us. It's my best friend in the whole world's uh, wedding next weekend. And this morning, Jordan's like, or last night, she's like, so what time is the flight? Are we leaving on Wednesday or Thursday? And I was like, oh, we're leaving on Wednesday. And she goes, cool, what time? And I'm like, 8 a.m. Like, we wake up at 5. We get there by 6.30. We're in Mexico by 11 a.m. It's great. We could just chill the whole day. And her face was like, no, you didn't. (laughs) I wake up at 8. I casually get to the airport by 11, and there better be like a 1 p.m. flight. Yeah,
1: that's how I book things. But I would say on the scale of compromising and being in a relationship, that's something that I can deal with. That's definitely not the end of the world. It will require me to wake up much earlier than I would like. And also, as you know will probably cause me insomnia the night before because if I have to wake up at five and go to the airport, my stress levels are so high that I don't sleep. However, it's okay because we're going to Mexico and I can just nap on the beach and you can calm me down.
0: I'm good at calming her down.
1: Yeah, that's true. When you're a highly sensitive person, I think being with someone who can calm you is essential. And
0: you calm me too.
1: Yeah, we calm each other. Last night, I felt more bad for Jonathan than myself because we were sleeping, or should I say he was sleeping? And I was wide awake all night long because, as I actually learned, not all well, I have insomnia, I have my whole life, but I also learned that the IV drip that I took at my doctor's office yesterday, Dr. Lecco you're the best, but that Myers cocktail drip had me awake for the whole entire night. So I texted my doctor this morning and said, hey, uh, would that Myers cocktail drip by any chance have kept me up all night or am I just crazy? And he wrote, oh yeah, sorry. It definitely did. It's very energizing. So that was that last night. But every couple hours, I would just look at Jonathan and be like, I'm still awake. I haven't fallen asleep. I'm really upset. I'm getting really upset. I need to find some, I need to like take something that's going to help me sleep. And he was just like, it's okay. I love you. I'm here. I'll cuddle you. And then he would fall back asleep. In that exact voice,
0: (laughs) those exact words.
1: He would fall back asleep and be super cute. (laughs) So that's the highly sensitive
0: person topic.
1: We're both highly sensitive. Yep something I'm interested to ask you. I've never asked you anything like this, but it just popped into my my brain. Oh my God. Should I be
0: nervous? No.
1: I think it'll be really fun to hear you answer. So, so before I was in your life, you didn't have... Okay. How do I put this? Um, Since we've been together, I feel like you've been exposed to the world, to like having a woman in your life, like all the time. What have you learned about women through me that you had no idea about? before we started dating.
0: Wow. Good question. One, you guys are sloppy.
1: <laughs> Not all of us.
0: <laughs> you guys just leave your stuff all over the place. Now I'm just kidding.
1: Well, I do have to preface that by saying Jonathan's one of the cleanest, tidiest people I've ever met. And growing up in a household with a father who... Basically runs a museum as our house. Like nothing is allowed to be touched. Nothing is allowed to be moved. I wasn't even allowed to do my own dishes. Even at the age of still 27, when I go home to my parents' house because nobody can do it the way that my dad does it. Then I happened to find a boyfriend who is really, really, really similar. I'm not the tidiest person
0: in the whole world. I know. But I work on it. You're good. You're good. I'm helping her get better. Yeah, he is. Um, But to answer your question, I mean, I think the question is a loaded question because you are not most girls and you get to make your own schedule and no one, nobody, nobody sees how hard you work behind the scenes more than I do. um, I see why you need a full night's rest every night. So… Are there things that I've learned about women that I didn't before dating you? Not really. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's everybody, but it's definitely you. If something is broken in your apartment, it just stays broken. (laughs) True. (laughs) It just… Jordan, how long has your thing been broken here? Well, it was like a week after I moved in. Jordan, you've been here for three years. (laughs) (laughs) Like… It's two screws and a screwdriver. And yeah, anyways. Um
1: But that's an amazing thing about having someone like Jonathan around. I've gotten a new shower head installed. My dishwasher is fixed. My cupboards are fixed. Every single thing in this apartment has been rearranged. I have a new toilet paper dispenser. I have new Okay, knobs to clarify on my
0: desk. her toilet paper dispenser was broken off of the wall. There's two holes of drywall. And her toilet paper would sit on top of the toilet. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I, can only, I wonder how long this has been here. I, I don't want to know. I'm just going to… I was watching Hudson for the first time. I had this schemed master plan that when she came back, all these little nuances would get fixed. And one of them was the toilet paper dispenser. So other than that, yeah, again, loaded question. I think uh, being with you is different than being with most people. I think being things that I've learned about women just in general, you have the ability to make a guy feel so confident and happy. And I think women in general… You know, I, I I think guys, for the most part, can go five days, like, solid. Just feeling good, working hard, and then kind of fall into a, a rut. And women just have this innate ability to take us out of it and remind us of what's important. And um, I didn't realize how prominent that was before Jordan. Now I… lucky enough to understand it a lot more.
1: That's an amazing answer. Now I'm sandwiched between two of my favorite boys in the world. Hudson just backed his back up against my right side. I have Jonathan on my left side and I'm very happy. So I have one more relationship-centric question. And then I have a couple other questions for you that are totally separate because you have a lot of stuff to teach the listeners and tips to share about your lifestyle. But the relationship question that I have, because people have asked me this a lot too, is how do we balance self-care with taking care of each other and being there for each other? Because I think being highly sensitive people, also being people with a huge amount of responsibility, we both have a huge amount of responsibility, but in different ways, I have all of my own projects that I work on that I put a lot of responsibility on myself to maintain. You have a ton of responsibility within Orange Theory to manage teams and be at the forefront of everything. You're currently an interim studio manager, et cetera, et cetera. I could go on. You're training for an Iron Man.
0: So, what's the question?
1: Um, so, the question is. Clearly, we both need our own time. So outside of work, outside of Ironman training, outside of being together, how do you balance having your own time to recharge while also being my person?
0: I think that's the easiest question to answer. And it's just telling you. I mean, communication is the... Only task you can't delegate. The CEO of Pepsi Cola said that and it's always stayed with me. Communication in a relationship, communication in work and just being upfront. So I'll tell you, like I got a lot going on this week. Um, I'm training on Saturday and as much as I want to be with you on Saturday night, I also just haven't had a night to myself in a long time. And... 99 out of 100 times, you're okay with it unless there's something going on in your life that you really need me there and and I'll be there. But for the most part, I think you find time to be with your girlfriends and I find time to train and be myself. And I think it all just goes back to being strong communicators.
1: Yes. I think learning to communicate with a significant the other has been with you like the coolest journey of our relationship because in all my past relationships I think the communication was not there because the relationship wasn't really meant to be so things would kind of fall apart at a certain point the communication aspect would be off and with us it's been so easy to communicate, yet also, we're constantly learning better ways to communicate with each other. I mean, every single day, I would say, I learned something about you. You learned something about me. We're complex people. We communicate. We refine the way that we talk to each other. And I love that answer. Communication is key.
0: Communication is key.
1: And my answer to that question would be similar, although… I don't think I have to communicate it to you that often because I just use all the pockets of free time that I can to do self-care. And I don't really have to be go out of my way to say, hey, Jonathan, I'm going to be taking a bath at this time and getting a massage and going to yoga because you can pretty much guarantee that that's what I'm going to do most nights out of the week.
0: Or I could just... Look at my phone at her Insta stories.
1: <laughs> yeah, and see exactly what oh, I'm Oh man, worried. I
0: haven't called Jordan in four hours. I haven't checked my phone in, you know, three and a half. Instagram, up, oh, Insta stories. Oh, cool. She's in the bath. All right. Got another 30 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So a couple questions. Yes. You are big into self-improvement and just all the really cool life hack things that we both love.
0: I'm a life hacker.
1: You are a life hacker. What are some of your favorite books or podcasts or people to get inspired by to learn life hacks from?
0: Yeah, I mean, great question. So, I'm big into podcasts. Tim Ferriss is amazing. He kind of was my gateway drug into the, you know, the the biohacking world. There's a podcast that I listen to and love a little bit more. And it's with Jonathan Levy, who has a podcast called The Becoming Superhuman Podcast. If anyone, everyone's always asked me like, what podcast you listen to? Like That for me is one of, if not the number one. And there's another one that I love, and it's more related to, to work. And it's got a great title, How to Be Awesome at Your Job. It's with Pete McCatus, and Pete is awesome, just a great scholar and also interviewer. There's the Good life project, and hmm, I would just say having a a genuine interest in you know self improvement I did the Landmark forum advanced s e l p through landmark if for those who know what Landmark is, you know it's a communication course. Uh, It also allows you to be the truest form of yourself, be as authentic and vulnerable with yourself as possible, kind of removing the ego. Your ego ain't your amigo, as uh, I coined back in the day with Jackie Carr when we both worked for Lululemon. There's Next Health here in Los Angeles. Uh, Kevin Peake and uh, Dr. Darshan, Are both really good friends of mine and from a medical standpoint are looking at the newest, latest, and greatest ways for biohacking. They just opened their second location in the Bulletproof Labs in Santa Monica, and they have a deprivation chamber. So anything that you could possibly think of that's biohacking, they have it. And, you know, just surrounding yourself with people who understand nutrition and health. Luke's story is. One of my faves, as you know, Luke owes me one because I said to Jordan, like, dude, this guy is the man. And then Jordan's like, oh my God, I'm going to see if I could get him on my podcast. And like the next day, got him on on her podcast. So and it was a great episode. Uh, But Luke is awesome. There's just a lot of great people out there with great information. So if you're thirsty for it, it's available to you.
1: Those are amazing. All of those tips are fabulous. I still have to listen to that Jonathan Levy podcast that you're talking about because you always talk about it and I haven't had a chance to listen. I do love Luke's podcast. I love uh, Next Health. Jonathan and I like to go there and do cryotherapy sessions together. You can go in the chamber, blast music of your choice. It's so much fun.
0: Yeah, they're the only uh, cryotherapy to date that doesn't use, I want to say… Oh,
1: it's the nitric
0: acid? Yeah, nitrous oxide (laughs) or or, or something. Gosh, some kind of chemical. Something
1: that uh, that can't make your face go in the chamber.
0: Yeah, most most cryotherapy is from the uh, neck down. And theirs is an actual like refrigerator um, that you get into. And they have speakers inside and you could pick what music you want. It's the most exhilarating cryotherapy experience. And it's kind of like having flame and Yon. It's really hard to go back to Hamburger mm-hmm. Helper when you've had the best. So they've got the best cryotherapy in the game. Shout out to Next Health and that whole team. They're doing amazing things.
1: Yes, their stuff is awesome. Um, so- oh,
0: I do want to say something. Bulletproof. So Bulletproof is huge now But if you look at my Instagram from like 2014 when you could only order Bulletproof coffee and MCT oil from Dave Asprey's website uh, before they rebranded it, nobody knew what Bulletproof was. Uh, I was reading what Dave Asprey was doing and, you know, as an endurance athlete, he kind of tapped into the cycling market before before anyone else, was, uh, you know, the, the whole bulletproof ideology. So, um, you know, for the record, I was biohacking before I even knew what it was.
1: That's pretty awesome. I remember hearing about Dave Asprey a long time ago, too. And I think it's because I was living in New York. And I don't know if he was already a client of Sarah Pasek or or what. But at some point, I I knew about him. Maybe this was just from like the food blogging world and people were getting really into Bulletproof in like the running world, which the running blogs and vegan blogs back in that time were very intersected with each other. So I remember um, trying MCT oil, but this was back before I even drank coffee. And I haven't even told you this. Jonathan, are you ready to hear this?
0: I am very ready.
1: So, oh wait, I did tell you this. But I didn't tell you everything, but you know how I had an appointment with my doctor yesterday? Yes. And I found out what I'm allergic to? Everything. Coffee. I told you this.
0: You did tell me this. So
1: I'm not going to be having coffee for a while. My coffee allergy was so high off the charts that it was bright red and beyond. So I replaced it this morning with matcha. And I have to say so far, it's not the same, but we'll see how it goes.
0: We'll see how it goes. The famous last words from Jordan Younger.
1: <laughs> Jordan Younger off of Bulletproof Coffee. That's a sad day.
0: Speaking, speaking of Bulletproof, just because I wanted to pull it up. May fourteenth, 2013, ordered upgraded MCT oil and upgraded coffee and upgraded chocolate powder from the Bulletproof executive was the website. Um, It was before Bulletproof products was around. Let me see the picture. And I'm going to tag it. And I wonder if I was the first Instagram photo tagging Bulletproof.
1: Oh my God. Do it. Wait, will you screenshot that? Because I'll put it on my Instagram story the day that this episode goes up. So people can see what the packaging looked like. Yeah. It looks super different. So you guys, be sure to check the Balance Bond Instagram story when this goes up. And... Inspire people, duh, because we need to get him insta famous. Just kidding. <laughs> Jonathan gets a lot of followers from from different tags of different things. And he he's not so into the Instagram life, but he knows I, I
0: am. I like the Instagram.
1: <laughs> the Instagram. It's like a Instagram. lot of fun. So a question that someone had asked when I said that you were coming on the podcast was I think this was just a question for both of us in general, but I know that you have some interesting things to say about this. Um, Her question was about binge eating and how to live in the balance and eat clean without feeling the need to binge on the weekends or after a period of time of eating clean. I know that you're pretty good with balance and that you have Gone in the whole like super clean eating and then binging cycle. So um, how have you found balance?
0: Good question. So balance can be a bunch of things. Um, Balance once upon a time for me was eating clean six days out of the week. And I'm talking like super clean. And then just throwing it all out the window on Sunday. I'll
1: interject really quick just by saying that Jonathan has this like crazy willpower to eat so clean. I have almost never seen anything like it with certain people. But when you say super clean for six days out of the week, you really mean it.
0: Yeah. And then I would just throw it all away and eat whatever I wanted on Sunday. And, you know, go back to my routine on Monday. And probably feel 100% by like Wednesday or Thursday, just like eating that bad just threw my chemistry off without me understanding or knowing what that was. And it just mentally and emotionally would like be this roller coaster of like highs and lows because you feel really good when you eat really good. And then you fall down like this big drop of a roller coaster when you eat bad. And then you're just going right back up the, the roller coaster. And then by Sunday, just going right back down. So that didn't really work for me. And what I found was that if I can have something relatively sweet or satisfying almost every single day, and it doesn't have to be a lot, that one, I didn't feel as bad, but two, I just felt better and you know for me eating unhealthy would be like a rickeroon from air one which are my favorite now yes now and just finding a nice delicious healthy snack that you love and having mm-hmm. that be your your uh you know your your treat to yourself
1: nobody loves rickaroons as much as jonathan
0: yeah they're kind of great but i guess more so to answer your question um I find that if you're also eating meals and 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 um, eating at the right times and always having something available is the I'd say the big takeaway. I probably would go off the rocker one if it was available to me. I think that's the other thing is you know if Oreos are are a vice for you and they're in your house, well, it's only a matter of time before you open them. So. Uh, not having it available is the easiest way. Willpower, uh, but willpower becomes easier when you don't like want it as much. And to reduce those cravings, just having, you know, something sweet or satisfying on a daily or every other day, or you know, every couple of days, whatever works for you, whatever you need, so that you don't go off the rocker on on a Sunday. And I'd say. It's doable. I know friends that intermittent fast and then they, you know, eat terribly. Well, what I consider terribly, but they're on the macro diet and that works for them. But for someone like me where it's more of an emotional uh, response to when I eat bad, when I eat bad, I feel bad. So, you know, what can you do to not feel as bad? Well, it's not eat as bad. And I think having those little vices throughout the week help, help that.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And when I first stopped being vegan and lots and lots of foods were available to me again, all of a sudden foods like burgers and frozen yogurt with toppings and ice cream and all this stuff that had been so off limits to me for so long, because not only was I plant-based vegan, I also had an eating disorder and food restrictions and basically only juice cleansed. So when I first came out of that and dropped my vegan label, I wanted everything. And I think it was partially just a mental thing. Well, it was hugely a mental thing where I wanted to prove to myself that I didn't have an eating disorder anymore and that I didn't have restrictive habits anymore. So I could have frozen yogurt every night and get all the different toppings and go to all the different restaurants and have everything that had been so off limits. But at some point, exactly as Jonathan was saying, I started feeling so awful. And then I tried the whole macro diet thing because I was still intrigued by, oh, these people still eat a ton of frozen yogurt or so it looks like. Like, I can still do this and then eat super healthy other parts of the time. And ultimately for me, I just don't feel good when I'm putting food into my body that isn't nourishing, fueling from the earth or close to the earth. And that's the majority of the time, of course. But just like Jonathan said, when you eat bad, you feel bad. So that's a good thing to remember to live in the balance and to also focus on protein, fat, fiber, and greens, as our friend Kelly Levesque would say, so that you're fueling up at your meals, feeling really good, And your body's not having that hormone crash or that sugar crash. So you don't feel like you have to um, binge or overeat on the weekends or anytime at all. You just want to live slow and steady.
0: Slow and steady.
1: Slow and steady. Kelly the Cupid. Just
0: just, just saying. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Kelly basically, in a way, set us up. So she will always get credit.
0: She gets a good amount of credit.
1: Yeah. The day that we spent together that we were talking about before we started dating was also with Kelly. And she looks back on it and says she knew something was about to happen.
0: But going back to the question about binge eating, I just want to bring up something else. And the hardest part of anything is breaking the habit. And people think that it has to be done in one chance, in one opportunity and it never does. Like Breaking the habit may take you 10 times. You're going to try and break the habit and fail. You're going to try and break the habit and then fail. You're going to try and break the habit and fail. And the thing is you just got to keep trying because one of these days you're going to break it. And when you do and you look back and think, wow, that was so hard. It just takes not giving up, and I—I I, I think a lot of people get discouraged too early. You know, they say, "Okay, this week I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna binge eat on Sunday," and then Sunday comes around and they end up doing it, and then they feel defeated. Well, don't just—you know—put it in the past, hit the reset button, and try again. And if it doesn't work, or you do it just a little bit better, we'll try again the next week. And if every time it gets easier and easier, eventually you're gonna break it and. And then you're going to feel really good. So just don't give up and keep trying. And it's very, very difficult to break any habit. Um, they say three weeks or whatever to break a habit. Well, it could be more like three months of just persistence. So don't beat yourself up too much if you try and break a habit and you don't do it on the first time.
1: Couldn't possibly agree more. That's amazing advice. And now we'll move into the rapid fire questions. This will be fun to ask you. I wonder if there's any that I don't know. Let's see here. Are you I'm ready for I'm pretty sure
0: you know all of them.
1: Chocolate or vanilla? Duh. Yeah, Jonathan doesn't like chocolate.
0: I'm a vanilla guy.
1: Vanilla all the way. Home or traveling?
0: Hmm. Traveling with you.
1: We have an exciting trip to Bali coming up. Follow along on Instagram, guys. We're pretty excited.
0: We got Cabo too.
1: We, yeah, we have Cabo, we have Arizona. We have a few things before Bali, but clearly I have Bali on my mind.
0: As you should. Can you blame me? No.
1: I'm excited for Cabo too. And Arizona. If you could give just one wellness tip, what would it be?
0: Just one wellness tip. Easy. Drink more water.
1: Jonathan's big into hydrating, which I really appreciate. And it's really cute because sometimes I'll say, I don't feel well. I feel so tired, like blah, blah, blah. And he'll be like, are you drinking enough water? And sometimes the answer really is as simple as that. And sometimes it's not, but sometimes it is.
0: I just know that when you wake up and have a glass of water, it helps calibrate your your organs in the right way. You know, if you're going to yoga, (laughs) hot yoga, multiple times, you know, a week, it has nothing to do with losing weight. Like by not drinking water, there's this weird myth that like water weight, I think. And that's why people don't drink enough water. But when you're sweating that much, you got to rehydrate yourself. And yeah, I mean, stay hydrated. Next question.
1: (laughs) If you could be any animal in the world, what animal would you be?
0: Damn. I would be a chocolate lab named Brooklyn.
1: Jonathan has a best friend named Brooklyn, who's his dog, who's the cutest in the whole world.
0: And his life is pretty good. He has an
1: amazing life. The one item in your pantry you can't live without.
0: Hmm. One item in my pantry... That I can't live without. Trying to visualize my pantry. I would say one of three things. I have to pick one?
1: Uh, Three. Go for it.
0: Well, they're all variations of the same thing. Cashews, almond butter, and then fat fudge.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean… Oh, guess what we got a shipment of?
0: More fat fudge.
1: Yeah, it came like an oh, but hour you say ago.
0: We—that's why I love Jordan. She's like we.
1: Well, she sent it to both of us because you talked to her.
0: True, but you know, thank you, I'm thank you, Mary. De- I'm
1: generous. Mary, Mary's generous.
0: <laughs> Mary is the greatest. Thank you.
1: Yeah, if you guys haven't tried fat fudge or listened to the episode with Mary, the paleo chef, she's so cool, and fat fudge is delicious. Ah, funniest thing that's happened to you recently?
0: Oh, this one's good. So it's Hell Week at Orange Theory. It's like the eight days leading up to Halloween and it's like the hardest workouts known to man. And all the studios try and do something that's like either scarier or crazier. Well, um, as the quote-unquote interim studio manager for one of our locations, I thought it would be funny if we got the Scream voice changer you know, the, uh, the one, everyone knows the one. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes and the,
1: you sound like a monster. Yes.
0: Like, hello, Sydney. <laughs> and uh, the coaches are using it to teach class and it's terrifying.
1: That is so funny. And I got to see an Instagram story of you doing it yesterday, which made my whole day because it was hilarious.
0: It was pretty good.
1: It was really good. So final question for you today, Mr. Jonathan Albrecht. I don't know if this is going to be the same answer as the answer you gave um, on New Year's. But if you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy?
0: Hmm. I'd say my energy would be like a navy blue.
1: I can definitely see you as a navy blue.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, that's, uh, that's what I'm feeling.
1: Okay. Well... I am so glad that we have had you back on the podcast. It's been something I've been so excited about for so long and it means everything to me that you're here. So thank you.
0: You are very welcome. Making you happy makes me extremely happy.
1: And to our listeners, thank you guys so much for listening.
0: Thanks, peeps.
1: It's so special to have you guys here as always. And we'll all talk very soon. And if you love Jonathan on the podcast, send him a message and tell him to come back on because this could be a thing.
0: Oh, man. Oh, Cue man. the music.
1: Cue the music, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was such a fun one to do with the absolute love of my life. He is amazing. And it was so fun to have him here. So make sure that you support our sponsor if you feel inclined to do so. Four Sigmatic is amazing. All you have to do is go to foursigmatic.com blonde to get your discount code. And we are also running a giveaway for those of you who head to their site and purchase something, anything with foursigmatic.com slash blonde. And we are going to choose a winner at random this month. So if you use that code, just know that your audio automatically entered, which is really cool. So thank you guys so much for listening and supporting. You are the best listeners in the whole world and you make me really happy. Thank you again. And I hope you're having a lovely inspired day.